OMG Fish B. We got a speaker yet? This fucking Jim Jordan guy. This fucking Jim Jordan. But there's actually a bright side for America, which I will get to momentarily. We'll also get to Fish B's questions. 15 minutes or less every Monday through Thursday. So last night I'm watching the baseball game. I'm watching the Phillies Diamondbacks and the game is going down in Philly. And it was a blowout. And wherever, whenever you're watching a sporting event that's going down in Philly, the broadcast is inevitably filled with, with, with beautiful shots of historic American landmarks like Independence Hall, where they drafted the Constitution. And of course, the Liberty Bell. The Liberty Bell, the most peculiar of American icons. It's still debated to this day where that crack came from. And they tried to fix that crack not once, but twice. And the crack came back. <clears throat> Which uh, is also the name of my, my, my latest freestyle album. So look for that on Spotify soon. I, I, th I think it's got a drop date of sometime before Christmas. So fingers crossed, Mantis is praying. But I was thinking about the Liberty Bell. And just how perfect it is as an American icon. And you know what makes it perfect? And I think this is a beautiful lesson for whatever the fuck you're doing and something that I even need to remind myself when I'm doing this podcast. But so often in life, the beauty is in the imperfection. It's the crack. It's the flaw in the Liberty Bell that makes it perfect. Just like the scarred face of the late great actor Michael K. Williams, and of course the fictional gas of Robin Williams' fictional late wife in Goodwill Hunting, which of course was a fictional operation top to bottom. Matt Damon is really not that smart. Although sometimes I think he is. But it's the imperfection that makes it perfect. And as someone that struggles with perfectionism, what a wonderful lesson that is going forward. So thank you to the Philadelphia Phillies and most of all your Liberty Bell. It's an incredible thing. My favorite of the American icons other than the Miley Cyrus statue under renovation on top of the Capitol building. So we should probably talk about what's going on inside that building. Outside, it's so beautiful, and inside, it just makes you want to cry. It's the ultimate dichotomy. It's a juxtaposition of clusterfuck. Beautiful on the outside inside will make you shed a goddamn tear you'll probably break out in an itch but thank goodness that jim jordan didn't get the speakership at least not yet hopefully by the time you're listening to this it hasn't happened right now he's 0 for 2 and it's getting worse so hopefully a guy like Jim Jordan doesn't become the next Speaker of the House for these United States of America. It's not like the Speaker of your fraternity house. He's not like running for Speaker of your sorority, ladies. No, he's actually running for Speaker of the actual house.
and in a place where other than the Miley Cyrus statue on top, it seems like insanity reigns. But not electing Jim Jordan is an actual glimpse of sanity. They may be crazy, but they're not completely lost. And the fact that Jim Jordan, hopefully, isn't going to be the next speaker is a good thing for America and not a bad thing. We talked yesterday how the House could very well elect the next president of the United States. And you don't want a J6 insider in charge of that shit. You don't want his shenanigans. Well, we'll just, you know, most of the things Jim Jordan does in Congress are under the category of shenanigans. Don't want that shit in the Speaker of the House when the House could very well be deciding the next president of the United States. Why the fuck do you think Trump wants Jim Jordan to be Speaker so bad? He's playing the inside game. Hijinks and shenanigans. And Jim Jordan, it's a constitutional office. Second in line from the president. If the president goes down and the VP goes down, you know who would become president, the Speaker of the House? And God forbid that person would be Jim Jordan. And we're only about a month, I think a few days less now, from the next potential government shutdown. And based on what the Republicans have managed to do to themselves now, the the ultimate pretzel, how they get out of this, I'm not sure. It's like a figure four leg lock. How do you escape? We could be staring down the barrel of a Congress that will be responsible for the longest government shutdown in history. Because although it is a tremendous grain of goodness and a sign that the entire body is not completely lost, that Jim Jordan is not going to be the dude or the woman to be Speaker of the House, that's a, that's a great thing. But it's still a clusterfuck. And just because I want to hit this point one more time, because... It's too important not to. What the fuck is Hannity doing? Like, like, what the fuck? Why would he and his staff be meddling in this thing? Why would he and his staff be threatening Republicans? I understand if you want to put them on your show and give them a hard time, ask them tough questions. Of course, Hannity has the right to do that. But actually whipping votes on behalf of Jim Jordan as a media member... It's fucking creepy. If Maddow was personally threatening House Dems over a vote, that's so far over the line that I would lose my shit on Rachel Maddow. Yet it's motherfucking crickets from the Republicans because they know how important the mouthpiece of Sean Hannity is. He's not a thought leader. He's not a tastemaker. He's not a conservative scholar. He's just kind of a dick fuck. 
Which is that one word or two? One word or two, Fishburne. Just kind of a dick fuck. And that's the kind of precise political breakdowns you can come to expect. That's the kind of world-class analysis that you're just not going to find anywhere. That between you and me, this Sean Hannity's kind of a dick fuck. No matter how many words that is. Because douchebag is too light. That's too light. It doesn't properly describe what the fuck Hannity is. Sorry, Fish B. Sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. I got him. I got him. I got him. I got him. Yo, it's me, Fish B. And can you prove the existence of a meddling and tinkering God in just three words? What? What? And what's the best idea you've had lately? Double question mark. Appropriately so. I mean, other than calling Hannity a dick fuck, because I feel like that's the kind of podcast fire that'll get us to someplace. In trivia time, motherfucker. Within 1,000, how many satellites are orbiting the Earth? Wow, trivia time, motherfucker. Within, within 1,000, how many satellites are orbiting the Earth? Thank you, Fish B. We'll tick these off in order. Can I prove the existence of a meddling and tinkering God in three words? Now, this is difficult for me because I kind of tend to believe in a clockmaker God the way Benjamin Franklin did. And I think the Big Bang, things expand. And then after like a trillion years, one black hole becomes two black holes, becomes three black holes, and the whole process starts all all, all over. And the genius of God was making the universe exactly one particle too big. And when that particle crams into the mass at the center of the mega black hole and explodes. That's the genius of God, my friends. And I am not a religious scholar in any way. But if I had to attempt to prove, if this is the assignment, to prove the existence of a meddling and tinkering God, in three words, the kind of God that can change your day just with a little prayer, the best proof I have for a meddling God, or if, I'm, if I'm making that argument, to play devil's advocate, I'm going to go with three words and a backslash, if I may. Beyonce, backslash, Taylor Swift. A slash doesn't, backslash is not a word. You said three words. Say anything about backslashes. Because if you believe in a meddling God, there's no way. I mean, how is someone like Beyonce Moore, the most beautiful woman in the world, with that kind of talent, with that kind of creative brain power, intellectual firepower, to be, to be just a giant? Like... It would make sense if she was one of those things. But Beyonce is about 10 fucking layers of perfection. 
And Taylor Swift is pretty goddamn incredible, too. I mean, how is someone that good-looking and that good of a songwriter and has that ability to connect with her thwarts of Swifties? I think I used the word thwarts wrong there, but whatever. It's the imperfections. That's my Liberty Bell moment. But there you go. Beyonce backslash Taylor Swift. If you want to believe in the existence of a meddling God. And what's the best idea I've had lately? Well, a month ago, I guess precisely when Jason Sudeikis and I turned 48 years old, I wrote down, because I like to do, you should do resolutions on your birthday, not New Year's, that's stupid, because your birthday, you're celebrating another trip around the sun. And I'm like, what do I want to accomplish? And I wrote down in my notebook, at the age of 48, it is my desire to become an alcoholic. And since then, every night, and sipping whiskey it takes me like uh, two and a half hours to sip maybe a shot. But I just hurt. I just hurt at night. And you can only take so much ibuprofen and gabapentin and Tylenol and shit in your life. So that's the best idea I've had. Become an alcoholic at the age of 48. You're welcome, world. And trivia time, motherfucker. Within 1,000, how many satellites are orbiting the Earth? I feel like it's a big number. I feel, I feel like... My official guess is 14,000, Fishby. 14,000. Hand over the actual results. How oh, I was outside the window. What did you guess? As of June 2023, according to Fishby, and I'm guessing the internet, <laughs> it's... Uh, 11,330. But these satellites are going up at a rapid pace. Soon there will be so many satellites and so much space junk, no one will ever be able to leave the Earth, no matter how hard Elon tries. Because in January 22, there were only 8,200 and something. So that's a big jump in a year and a half. All right. We're fucking out of here. We're fu Thank God we didn't wager something. I would have wanted a bottle of Bushmills and... Had I lost, I would have volunteered to incinerate Fishby's sleeveless metallic zip-up hoodie. Fuck. Next time we'll wager when it comes to trivia time, motherfucker. Sadios, Fishby.